Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I am your host, Perry. Thank you so much for coming back for another week, or if it's your first time here, thank you so much for tuning in. If you have not yet, please subscribe to the podcast. You can check out all of our back catalog, as well as all of our social medias at my bourbon pod you can leave us a five-star rating and review right here in the app that you are listening to if that is something that is allowed and you can also become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month i am extremely excited for you guys to hear the interview that i got to conduct with a good friend of the show adam edwards from the rabbit hole distillery it is so much fun, and I'm so happy I finally got to sit down with him. We have been trying to get this to work out for months, and Adam and I finally were able to connect last week and able to sit down and just have a good time drinking some really, really good bourbon and just enjoying each other's company. And there's a moment within this interview, too, where I really felt like things just made sense again. So I hope that you guys kind of feel that uh, as well once you listen to it. Before we get to that, we'll get to a couple of things, what we've been drinking recently. Uh, I have been very fortunate to have picked up a couple of bottles, full or otherwise, depending on uh, the source of them. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's some Jack Daniels products. I can't believe that I'm saying this out loud. But Swan was recently in Tennessee for work and he grabbed a a bottle of the jack daniels tennessee tasters barrel proof rye for me uh which i am incredibly excited to get into we'll talk about that on a very soon episode very near episode something like that it's gonna happen here very soon (laughs) but we were also gifted by listeners and friends of the show the webs a bottle of the jack daniels single barrel barrel proof rye which was their special release from 2020. And uh, yeah, as I said, we're going to be kind of talking about that here soon. But let me just say this. If I had had that last year, would have probably made my top five. So that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say for now. But (laughs) just just stay tuned for that. We're going to get into that very, very soon. Now let's talk about... Uh, the the lead up to this episode. So I got to, of course, go to Louisville and sit down with Adam and talk about the distillery at Rabbit Hole and talk about the history and talk about the the incredible team that is behind this awesome, awesome product and how there are some some things in motion to to continue to make them a, a major player in the bourbon industry. But before that, I was able to go to the Evan Williams experience in downtown Louisville and witness the release of their very first product to ever be exclusive to the Evan Williams experience. And it's called Square Six. It is named in honor of the plot of land that Evan Williams experience now exists on and was initially used by Evan Williams himself, himself, excuse me, uh, to distill his own whiskey on, which is really incredible. It's a five-year-old high rye, 35% rye, Kentucky Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. And I, I had a really great time. Chad and Sarah and I were able to hang out with each other for a little while. We went and got lunch. It was the first time we were able to kind of sit down, 
chat since the the pandemic had had started and we we got to kind of share this experience with each other and i i i want to say this i am very fortunate and very blessed to be able to have such a good relationship with heaven hill and this was one of the first products in a while that kind of missed the mark for me. I, I don't quite know what it is. I'm, I'm going to be very honest and open about my opinions about this, this bottle. Uh, it's cool from a, a collector's perspective or from the perspective of somebody who's trying to go and pick up something that they can't get anywhere else. And I understand that, that collectability, I understand that there's something cool about it, but I struggled with the product itself, and I'll probably do a review of it sometime in the near future, uh, but I think that a lot of what happened with it is that it wasn't aged in the same artful, graceful way that Heaven Hill products typically are. And the other thing too, it's $80 a bottle for a fifth, uh, excuse me, a five-year-old product. And actually it might be $90 now that I'm really thinking about it. So it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And, and having tried it, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan, but I do think that there's a lot of value in what they're trying to accomplish. This isn't the only batch that they're going to release. There are future plans in place for, you know, the, the, what the product could become. And again, it's going to be exclusive just to the Evan Williams experience. And I'm excited to try that. This was just the first product in a while that did not live up to what I was hoping it was going to be. And, and like I said, we'll talk about it in a future episode. This is just not the, uh, the exact time or place for it, but we'll get there. We'll get there very soon. I don't want to waste any more time, though. I'm excited for you guys to listen to this interview with Adam. I had so much fun hanging out with him. More from him to come in the near future as well. We'll talk about that sometime soon. But in the meantime, take it away, Past Perry. So I am uh, sitting down now, of course, at Rabbit Hole with Adam Edwards, who we have gotten to know each other over the past few months, really, as... <laughs> Uh, you and I have both experienced life changes, and you're about to experience a big life yeah. change, and I can tell you it's an incredible thing that you're about to experience, not just being a dad, but being a dad to a little girl. Is, <laughs> it's just incredible, man. It's I can't so wait. much fun. But Adam, well, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks so much, Perry. Yeah. I'm so happy you're here, man. We, we've been kind of circling around this <laughs> for, a, for a little while, and... Um, you know, I, I, I do this to myself from, from time to time where I know that I need to send somebody an email back or send somebody a text back. And like, it just, it slips my mind for, for a few days. And then when it comes back, I just get the worst anxiety from it. <laughs> but in this case, you texted me and I legitimately texted you back like three weeks later. And I said, did I dream that you texted me about coming up to rabbit hole? And you're like, no, no, no. Or that you sent me an email. That's what it yeah. was. And I was like, did I dream that you sent me an email? Because I couldn't even find it anywhere. <laughs> I was just like furiously searching. And you're like, no, no, no. That really happened. Thanks. <laughs> and I was like, 
I understand. Oh, I understand. No, it but, was fine. Like it's, yeah. it's his life, and like you even said, I mean, you, it's new dad brain, right? I'm gonna be right there with you in a few it's, months. So it I hear is you. so. <laughs> it, it, and it's getting progressively worse. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear well. that it's gonna get worse. Yeah. 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 But my my schedule this week has just been insane. So. Well, good. I'll I'm see just you happy in two to... years, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll just bring my daughter with me and be like, "Hey, let's talk about bourbon, kid." Anyway, so I uh, let's let's talk a bit about Rabbit Hole. We've had Cave on the show before mm-hmm. at Bourbon and Beyond, so everybody kind of has like a general understanding of what the the distillery is, and you know, you guys have done countless other shows and been on other youtube live streams and whatever you were on uh, clifton's live stream i was uh, yeah i did like bourbon, a, bourbon bites yeah bourbon, yeah, bourbon bites, bites uh-huh. yeah. yeah clifton's one of my good buddies he's great and, oh he's he, we had a good time he's absolutely fantastic but um we, we can kind of give people the overview of what rabbit hole is if yeah. you don't mind you want me to give you like the elevator pitch yeah, sure. Just like the 90-second elevator pitch. I don't pitch, even yeah. know if I've heard the elevator pitch for <laughs> Rabbit Hole. So I don't even know if I really it. have one, but I guess I could just try. Um, yeah, you know, we're we're on the Bourbon Trail, so we are a Heritage Bourbon Trail member. Um, we opened the building that we're in right now. We're on the top floor of this incredible distillery. Uh, opened it up in 2018 to the public. Um, we actually established the brand in 2012, um, but it goes back a little further than that. Uh, in the early 2000s, Kaveh Zamanian, our owner and founder, he was actually living in Chicago and working as a psychologist, and he met a girl from Louisville. Uh, her name's Heather, and she really turned him into a bourbon drinker, and then, as I like to say, just like drastically overshot the mark. <laughs> uh, they moved down here. They got married up in Chicago, and then mid to late 2000s, they moved down here to Louisville. Kaveh really fell in love with the city. I mean, how can you not? Louisville's amazing. Um, I say this fully as a person that knows I'm sitting in front of someone that lives in Lexington. I, li- I was in Lexington for five years going to UK. So it's there okay. was a, I there Lexington was a period where my <laughs> wife and I considered moving to Louisville, it's and awesome it was city, you know it, it was like we were just coming out of high school and we were mm-hmm. like, what are we gonna do when we grow up? And I was like, uh, maybe we'll go to Louisville for a few years. And we never <laughs> made it over here, but I, I love coming here. That's beautiful. And I, right? I never get the chance to do it as much as I would like to. Yeah. But once once I'm able to. I just fall in love with it all over it, again. It's so easy. To, I mean, it's a beautiful city. The people are amazing. The food is incredible. The art scene, the music, right? But, I mean, the bourbon. I mean, it's just like being in Bardstown or Lexington or Frankfurt. I mean, the bourbon is so intrinsic to the history of the city. And that's something, you know, Cave, who was a psychologist, he obviously loved to read and learn about history. He's kind of an intellectual guy. Yeah. And, and he really fell in love with the history of the city and the history of, of bourbon. Um, but when he got here, I think some of the things that really frustrated him about bourbon back then, um, and to put this in context, this is like, you know, 2008, right? 2007. And he, you know, you walk into a liquor store, you see 30 bottles of bourbon on the shelf. There's four guys making everything, right? Yeah. That has drastically changed over the last almost two decades now. Um, where there's a lot more people. I can hear the UPS plane going over. <laughs> M- must be 4.15. Look at that. Uh, so, Quite literally. He, yeah. really, wow. he really did just kind of get a, kind of obsessed with, you know, who makes what and what goes into each bottle. And, and it was kind of hard for him to figure that out because most of the time you look at a bottle and you can see the proof, but sometimes the age, that's about it. And so he kind of started researching who makes what, what grains go and stuff. And what that led him to was really that, more people were using kind of similar techniques and grains, but things before prohibition were a lot different. There was a lot more malt and he was a scotch drinker. And so he understood that malt wasn't just for chemistry. It was for for flavor too. And so he decided I'm going to start making a four grain, which is cave hill. And we'll we'll taste that in a minute, but uh, started making that 
made its way into the hands of some people that, you know, Larry Ebersole, Jim Rutledge, some really big people in, in the industry, and they became his mentors. And we're just like, you know, you can make a run at this. That's so cool. Right? Like, what a cool <laughs> way. And that's like the most 2008 Louisville thing ever, oh, right? Absolutely. Isn't it really? Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, we looked at Heather and he said, you know, honey, I'm, I'm just obsessed with it. I, I Let's sell the practice. Let's mortgage the house that we oh just built. Gosh. And let's build a bur- and let's build a bourbon distillery. And, and she said, you know, Kaveh, this obsession of yours, um, I can see it. And I know that you're really passionate about this, but yeah. this will probably lead the family down the rabbit hole. And then there's no going back. And there, there you are. go. The rest <laughs> is history. Um, and so that's where we got our name. And, and in fact, even more important than that rabbit hole name is that there's no going back, right? There's... Mm-hmm. There's this sense of you find that thing you're in love with, you go all in, and then you just can't imagine what you were doing before. Like, this is truly your passion. Yeah. Right? And and he's a really lucky person to have to do that. I'm a really lucky guy to get to do what I do for a living, right? Um, and so I just try and live every day with that sort of there's no going back mentality. I, I think I've always kind of been drawn to that mentality mm-hmm. here as well. And, you know, it's, it's so cool that you guys are on – the bourbon trail and you know it, people can kind of take that at face value mm-hmm. for what it is but that is a big step as a producer that yeah. you are then able to you know mark that as uh, an, an accomplishment on your resume but you're not the the big heavy hitters in the industry exactly right but you still kind of i think cemented your place as being important to not just um, not just the the bourbon scene as a whole, but I mean Louisville as well. This is in New Lou, mm-hmm. and it's the which literally just means New, new Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> exactly. Like, what do you know? You took off one <laughs> syllable, guys. <laughs> like I get it, I get it, but come on. Anyway, but it, it's it's showing the the growth and the 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 evolution just of what the bourbon industry is reacting to yeah and how it is becoming its own thing and rabbit hole very much is its own thing yeah and again i think that's why i feel such connection to to what you guys are doing and it's it's so funny to me i just went through and nosed everything mm-hmm. and i nosed the cave hill and i just got t- taken back to the first Bourbon and Beyond that I had brought the podcast to. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not kidding. Was that like 2018? That was 2018. Was right when before I, it flooded? Yeah. The year uh-huh. before it flooded? Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the year it flooded. Was that the year it flooded? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we had one I day. I was there in 2019. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But that, so that was the first year I'd brought the podcast there. Cave mm-hmm. is coming around like a rock star. <laughs> and Curtis, my, my co-host, was there with me. He gave us both a... Uh, uh, whiskey row cigar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the old yeah it just said can, four grain i can't yeah. i can't remember exactly what it said mm-hmm. was it just four grain and it, yeah the label used to just say uh kentucky straight bourbon like four grain kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. okay mm-hmm. but that was kind of what i drank on throughout the day because <laughs> it was just kind of there and i actually think i still have that, oh, that bottle cool. and it's not got a whole lot left in yeah. it but it's still in my collection and i just took a whiff and got sent back two and a half years to the, yeah. that bourbon and beyond. And um, 
I, it, I, it's almost it, something that I didn't realize I had stored in my brain. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> it's important. That's it is. really yeah. the experience. I mean, you know, first, before we really dig in, cheers, man. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> cheers. Ugh. To and finally, if you're listening, you got some K-Phil. Cheers to you, too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this is really I, – I, I get that same – because K-Phil was the first thing that I had from Rabbit Hole. And kind of like you, it was just the Kentucky Straight Bourbon, you know, with four grain on there. Yeah. And, I mean, it still kind of brings me back. Now, I mean, this has evolved, right? The name has changed a little bit. It just says K-Phil now. Yeah. And um, and then it's it's a little older. I mean, this – you know, on two, in 2000 – I think it was 2016 we were on the shelf at two years old. In 2018, it was still some of that two-year-old stock. Sure. Now, this is at least three years. To be honest with you, this is probably a little closer to like four um, that's in this bottle. Wow. But, I mean, it's really evolved even since then. Um, and I think that's important to have that that experience. It's really important what's in the glass, what's in the bottle. But sometimes it's also really important who you're sharing that experience with. And that's going to – I mean, if that's what Kayfield does for you. just takes you back to that moment every time. That's amazing. I mean, that's so important. <laughs> yeah, I tasted it, and it did that mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, this is just... Uh, you could have fooled me. I would have maybe thought this was an Old Forester product. You know what? So, first <laughs> time... I've, I've, not heard, I, I've heard that before. Um, I think there's this sort of kind of like barrel char they both have in common, right? Okay. That sort of char. And sure. for us... You know, it's like the toasted and charred barrel. You get a lot more barrel in this um, than you really should for a, you know, sure. at least three-year-old product. Um, and that's Kelvin all the way. I mean, you know, I was just kind of talking about how you couldn't tell if you looked at a label what's on it, right? I mean, you look at Cavill or High Gold or Boxer Grail, you can see the marshmallows on there. Mm-hmm. We also put Kelvin Seal on there because that's how important so cool. they are to us. I mean, Kelvin is an incredible partner for us. Um, is it even on the gin? No, it's not on the gin. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Is it on the gin? I always forget. It's not on the gin. That's um, Cave's family seal. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's it's cool. got his family seal that's on there. That's cool. Maybe we should put Cavehill on the, or not Cavehill, but put the Kelvin seal on there because it's used in the same barrels. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that for us is just, it's so important because Cavehill, gosh, I keep saying Cavehill, Kelvin um, <laughs> is really, I mean, it's important what type of barrel you use. And I think that having something that has that toast first and then the char really deepens the barrel spice. And you know, we were just talking about Old Forester. Like, I think Old Forester has a great spice up front. Cave Hill does too. It's like baking spice, right? Cinnamon and allspice and clove. Yeah. But it's not one note all the way through. I mean, this is a four grain, right? And this has malted wheat in it. This is not a weeded bourbon, right? The wheat is just there for the texture. Yeah. The honey malt, that's the secondary flavoring grain. And that's the, fr- the front of the nose and then the end of the palate, like the finish, just honey for days. I was going to say, that finish, I think, is really where this shines. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, too, why I like it paired so much with that cigar. Yes. Just because the, the cigar, it's, it's not overly bold, but mm-hmm. it does have some deeper, darker flavors yes. with it. And once you pull out the Cave Hill with it, mm-hmm. it's just like a complete package of an experience. I mean, Diesel is known for making, you know, fairly aggressive cigars, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that Whiskey Row series they do with us, you know, the we've got two of them. You know, one of them, the, the wrapper is aged in Cavehill barrels, mm-hmm. and then the other one, the wrapper is aged in the sherry cast that we yeah. finished Derringer in. I almost switch them. I, a lot of times I'll smoke that that sherry finish while I'm drinking Cavehill. Oh, because wow, the okay. sherry finish one honestly has, that cigar has so much more spice and the Cave Hill oh, does yeah. have spice, but it finishes sweet. Whereas when I'm drinking Derringer, I'll actually drink or smoke the Cave Hill um, aged 
whiskey rye because it has a little more sweeter tones and it matches up with like the fruit sweetness of this. Sometimes. I'll have to. It's pretty interesting the, to do that. Here comes the plane again. Yeah, here comes but, the plane. It must be four thirty. Yeah. Hey, look at that. It's four twenty-one. <laughs> nine minutes early. <laughs> I'll have to go back and, and try that. I, I really don't smoke cigars as much as I used mm-hmm. to, just because being around the baby and I know your and daughter everything. won't smoke them either it's I keep offering and I know she, she just turning them down she cries every time I don't understand what's up with that I don't really please don't call anybody <laughs> on me I feel like I can hear your wife's eyes rolling from here you know what I mean like <laughs> you can hear her eyes rolling from you know what I I'll, I'll tangent for a second but I I want to dote on my wife for a second she will give me credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. If I say something genuinely funny, she will laugh at it, <laughs> which is great in a partner that you're yeah. not like, hey, come on. Like, that was actually funny. Yeah, me. yeah, 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 exactly. And it feels kind of uplifting to have a partner that, you know, finds you kind of funny from time to time. It's not always, but... <laughs> My humor has gone way downhill since I became a dad. Uh, I've, so. I'm finding my mind. My, my, my <laughs> wife, uh, Kyla, she actually bought me a, a dad jokes book for Christmas, and I've been practicing <laughs> a lot. But uh, I mean, that's. I mean, I think I, I have the same sort of thing with my wife, and I love that. You know, even you know, 12 years into our relationship, I can still make her laugh. She can still make me yeah. laugh, especially pregnant. Oh my gosh, she is so funny. I mean, I think she's gotten funnier, and it's it's great. It's amazing. It's incredible how funny she is. I'm, this whole thing. I'm happy that that's not an isolated incident yeah. on my end to hear that that's actually something that's happened to somebody really else. really funny. I mean, I think it may be an up-and-down thing. There's some days where she's definitely not funny at all, and it makes the funny days that much funnier. That is fair. That's Can't have What's the, the Brody quote from uh, Mallrats? Can't have the sweet without the sour there or whatever, is. right? Yeah. There it is. <laughs> So let, let's talk about you with uh, Rabbit Hole mm-hmm. as well. How did you actually come here? How did you get into maybe not just Rabbit Hole, but bourbon as well? So, you know, I'm from Louisville, and um, I feel like if you're not from Kentucky, you don't understand. You, you're, like, born with bourbon in your hand, kind of. You know what I mean? Like I mean, just, just about, but I don't know, man. <laughs> Bourbon's all over the place anymore. Now it is. So, now it is. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I never really was into... Even in college, I was, like, not really that big of a drinker. Um, you know, I never really got into beer or anything like that. And then I graduated, and uh, I started working. So I, I actually had the same job. I worked for Kroger for, like, 13 years. You know, I, I kept it all through high school and college. Yeah. I got done with college, came back here to Louisville, and I um, helped opened up one of their first wine and spirits shop out there in Prospect. And I was kind of the nighttime guy at the Kroger. I was, like, the second shift guy. And a, a Kroger wine and spirits shop, in, you know, in Prospect – at like 7 p.m. is not like the rockin'est place on the weekends. There's not a lot of people well, coming in through there. Yeah. And so there was this book called The Wine Bible by Karen McNeil. Okay. And I read that thing cover to cover and really fell in love with wine. And that's where I really started. But being in Louisville, especially at that time in like the early to mid-2000s, the first bottle of bourbon I ever bought myself, like to drink and understand bourbon, sure. was Pappy Van Winkle 23 year. It was on the <laughs> shelf, and I bought it for retail. You know what I mean? In like 2005, and I remember drinking That's... this bottle, not knowing what the hell I was doing at all. I was like, "Oh, it's so oaky." But then I started uh... finding these parallels between wine and bourbon, and then it just took off for me. Sure. And I even like Reddit. Like I, the reason I joined joined Reddit was like for the subreddit Bourbon in yeah. like 2007 or something. I mean, so early on, maybe 2008. Um, <laughs> and it just took off. I just started you know collecting bottles, really fall in love with it. 
you know, fast forward to like 2018, I think, and uh, I'm working at another grocery store here in a little uh, kind of a chain from, from Southern California. And uh, I was kind of really leading their bourbon charge at that store and helping them kind of understand bourbon. And I basically got poached by people from Rabbit Hole. <laughs> like they would come in there and shop and talk to me and be like, this guy really knows bourbon. And so they invited me to come out here and take a tour. I realized halfway through the tour they were giving me. This is before the distillery was open. It was like a month before the distillery even opened sure. to the public. And I'm taking this tour, and I realize halfway through the tour, it's it's a job interview. You know what I mean? And and I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll work part time. I was here on the weekends. I still had my like my, my yeah. nine to five job during the week, and then working on the weekends here. And three weeks later, I quit my other job and started working here. And I have never looked back. Um, and even today, I mean, I, I started as a you know tour guide, started running the tour department, and then basically last year in March. When the world ended for hospitality, Cave, you know, he looked at me and, and Michael Matomedy, who's our uh, chief marketing officer, huge mentors for me. And they looked at me and they said, we love the way that you talk about the brand. We love how passionate you are, not just about rabbit hole, but about bourbon, like as a genuine person, not, yeah. not you're just trying to sell a bottle. Like you really yeah. love the bottle. And that's the reason that we feel like you're a great fit with us because we're the same way. They really are genuinely just bourbon nerds. And they said, we want to kind of create this digital brand ambassador position where you can really talk about the brand. But since we're closed right now, how do you bring people in? And it just sort of started evolving into where I'm like connecting with media and doing private tastings. And I don't know. It's just, it's been a, it's been a ride. Um, And I've just loved every damn minute of it. I have. I I love it. it. And it shows too. I mean, there is a brand ambassador, I think is just as crucial to the brand as the product that they are endorsing. Mm-hmm. And if you're not excited about what you're trying to sell, and I apologize to kind of, I, I think I minimized what you actually do here because <laughs> no. you're doing more than just selling product. But if you're not passionate about it, mm-hmm. you don't fully believe in it, then how is anybody else going to believe in what you're doing? Exactly. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta kind of buy in and, Go down the rabbit hole. Hey, there it is. I knew this whole thing was leading to that. I That's knew it. it was Good night, everybody. It's <laughs> fun time. Try the veal. I'll be here all week. <laughs> Tip your waitress. Oh, man. This high gold. Yeah. So um, when we first connected, mm-hmm. you said, send me your mailing address. Yeah. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> S- distillery samples <laughs> and just like show up like on it, your on your doorstep just hey how you doing yeah, exactly. <laughs> thanks for sending me your address what you doing <laughs> hey my wife kicked me out because i was too annoying during covid can y'all stay here please also i'm really sick <laughs> got this tickle but, yeah <laughs> i had this dry cough for like three <laughs> weeks i won't go away um but what what it was for was you sent me like a care package mm-hmm. new dad care package yeah and it was two uh, two coupe glasses. Yeah, two champagne yeah. coupes. Yep. Yeah, um, this shirt that I'm wearing, which, <laughs> truth be told, I did not even realize I was wearing it until I was about halfway to Louisville, and I was like, hmm. "What a coincidence!" <laughs> it took a big slug of coffee, and then it kind of hit me what what had happened. But um, and in a, a bottle of Rabbit Hole, mm-hmm. and you just straight up were like, "This is for you know." you guys to toast with after the baby's born. And I was like, this is incredible. You know, I just, I fell in love with this product. Um, I brought, I brought it over to my dad's 
my mom and dad's house mm-hmm. and had my dad try it. And he'd never had anything from Rabbit Hole before. And I was like, do you, and he, he's a bourbon guy as well. Yeah. And I was like, do you, do you want to try this? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. I've been wanting to try it for a long time. And sure enough, and, and he just kind of did the same thing, kind of fell in love with it like I did. And um, I'm already a high rye bourbon yeah, fan. Me too. Me too. And so like this just falls right in my, my wheelhouse. Um, this, so uh, let's talk about the branding a little bit yeah, yeah. as well. Was it end of 2019 when you guys renamed everything? Yeah. So we started a partnership with Pernod Ricard then. So mm-hmm. Pernod Ricard basically right. came in and, and just were like, you all need financial help distributing. You're creating this incredible product. We want to throw some money under you to get you to everybody. And that's really what they've, they've been so instrumental in us helping us set up this incredible distribution plan, um, helping us build warehouses, things like that to really push the brand. We knew our brand was great. We wanted to push it to more people. Well, just coincidentally at the same time, it had nothing to do with that, but it just happened about the same time that we went ahead and put the names on the bottles. And that is actually when we introduced High Gold. And I've always said, this is right, not yeah. the reason, but I've always said, like, you know, I would tell one of my tour guides downstairs or retail people, like, hey, go grab me a couple cases of the bourbon. We need to fill the shelves up. Well, now I can't say the bourbon anymore because we have two bourbons. Right. So they had to rename it. That's not true at all. That's not what happened. <laughs> but I like to say that. Really what this was was that Cave wanted to start paying homage to Louisville, right? And these are very Louisville names. Cave Hill. I mean, if you know anything about Louisville, Cave Hill is just an incredible spot here in Louisville. Um, A lot of distillers are in that resting place. A lot of great Louisville figures in that resting place. High Gold, big figure in Louisville history, Christian High Gold, um, just a German immigrant that not only changed the face of Louisville for his stonework, but also through his axes deeds and his social circles, changed the conversation about immigrants in Louisville. Um, Yeah, he was a German immigrant. And uh, when he came here, it was the know-nothings were, were in power, and they controlled the paper. Just a few years after he was in Louisville, a decade of being in Louisville, Louisville was like this microcosm of the U.S. being a real melting pot. And that's when Louisvillians, we look at that moment. It's like the watershed moment when right. Christian got here. Um, and, you know, Cave, who loves to say, I love this. There's not a lot of guys running around Kentucky named Cave making bourbon. I love that phrase. <laughs> um, he's obviously, his family is an, uh, an immigrant family as well. He moved to the U.S. when he was, I believe, like 13 or 14 um, from Iran in 1979. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when he came to Louisville later in life and he learned this story of Christian, I think it really resonated with him. Sure. And so he he decided to name a bottle after him. And the rye itself, so it's a malted rye. It's 25% malted rye that's in there, and it's German grain. He uses German grain because Christian was a German national. Yeah. Um, the attention so I to thought detail. that was so cool. This is neat branding overall. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Even the flavor profile showing that, I mean, even though it's malted, it, it sort of sweetens up that flavor a little bit. But at the end, you can tell that's European rye. I mean, it has this great black pepper and sweet spice. Really, really good finish on it. I need to do my homework. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, no, I, just, I, I mean, like, of course, there's a difference between mm-hmm. European and American ryes, mm-hmm. but like that. Just is something that I, I need to take the time to actually look into. I mean, rye is always going to have some sort of spiciness to it. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, try this. So pick up the next one, this third one. It's Boxer Grail. This is our rye whiskey, but it uses a different rye grain. This is Canadian rye grain. And so this okay. one's a little softer. Canadian rye tends to be a little softer, a little more citrusy. I mean, it's like pipe tobacco and rose hips. Now that you... I, right? It, it does smell like a Canadian rye whiskey. Mm-hmm. 
So that makes perfect yeah. sense to me. All right, I'm learning. There you go. That's, that's what we're doing here, drinking and learning. <laughs> that's my favorite way to learn. <laughs> I'm spent, sorry, I had to spend a little more time with the nose. Now the nose like, is interesting. The further I got into it, there's some like wintergreen mint. Yeah. That's it's tucked nice away as well. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's su- you're right. It's such a warm nose for a, mm-hmm. for a rye whiskey. And I, I do love the fact that it's 95.5. Yeah, 95.5. Right, man, that is the most celebrated rye mash bill out there because it highlights the rye. Um, you know, Cave's big mentor was Larry Ebersold. So Larry Ebersold, mm-hmm. you know, he was, um, he was, you know, head distiller at, at Wild Turkey for a long time. Right. He was um, master distiller at Seagram's or LDI or MGP, whatever you want to call it. I mean, that's 95.5 rye right there. Um, I've even had, you know, in the past where people, you know, as like one of the media people here at, at Rabbit Hole, when something comes out with Rabbit Hole in their podcast or YouTube channel, or whatever, I usually get the heads up about it. Sure. And someone had released one and they were like, yeah, we put you in with great MGP rye we were tasting. I was like, that's awesome. This is an MGP, even though it says, and I understood, you know, and it was fine. Like it wasn't a big deal. I understood why they did that because it has that 95.5 and immediately that's where your mind goes. But really the big difference for us, you know, MGP, they're using, I think mostly European rye, maybe a little Canadian rye or, or American rye in that mash bill. This is all Canadian rye. And on top of that, you know, we're using, we're doing low fermentation. We're doing, you know, we were talking about this before the podcast started, the barrel entry of being 110 being so low in the barrel entry, yeah. you really get the toasty kind of barrel notes in this rye more than you do. I mean, in this rye Absolutely. is three or four years old. It shouldn't have that much barrel in it. It really does. Yeah. And it's because of those, uh, once again, the crazy Kelvin barrels. Yeah. Well, and the fact that the rye is just, the, the grains themselves are just absorbing all exactly. of that, that barrel. So Exactly. It's such a I am a rye fun. guy too. I really do. And the name, I mean, Boxer Grail. Oh, we're in Louisville. Great. I mean, we're a Boxer Grail city. I yeah. Mean, exactly. Multiple world champions. I'm sure you can name a few, right? I mean, there's amazing uh, history. Of, Ma- Muhammad Ali. <laughs> My dad. No, no your dad. <laughs> My dad could beat up your dad. <laughs> have you, do you know who my father is? Yeah, have you listened to it? So, uh, one of our good friends of the show is the Tell Me I'm Wrong podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. They did an episode a few weeks ago that was uh, whose dad would win in a fight. No, I didn't see this. No. <laughs> it's so good, man. Oh, to check it so out. Good. That sounds awesome. Oh, they're, they're the best. I love, I love those guys to death. My dad's so sweet. He would just like buy you a drink, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's uh, take a handbrake turn into this next one. Oh, we're going to take a hard left turn. <laughs> now, we're going to do something. I've been doing this a lot recently. I kind of. You know, started doing this a couple months ago, and it's it's like one of my favorite things to do. So take that rye again. So this boxer grill okay. rye, and, and I like to call it filling your snoot. Like get a nice big <laughs> snoot full. You know what I mean? Just big smell of it. Now, oh, man, I know you can't stop either, right? It's well, so I good. just I, I got a big whiff of it, and it felt like I was in a in a Rick house. Yes, I mean it yeah. just barely so strong on it. Three year old rye with that much depth right? is insane. Okay. Now I'm really going to blow your mind. I'm snootful. Smell the gin. I mean, just go right to the gin. And it should smell, surprise, surprise, like gin, right? Very herbally, lots of, lots of juniper, yeah. right? Kind of mm-hmm. evergreen and Christmas tree. Now here's what we're going to do. Smell your hand or like the back of your hand or your elbow, right? You're going to really reset your sense of smell. Now smell the gin again and see how sweet it is. 
It's like simple syrup. So <laughs> what you did is you basically blinded your nose to the barrel, right? You went to that rye, you really filled it up, and you kind of just got used to it because your sense of smell most easily tired of all your senses. Yeah. So then you go to the gin immediately, and you don't smell the barrel. You smell everything else, which is the London Dry Gin. This is a London Dry Gin we get from the oldest gin distillery in London. It comes in, no joke, at 195 proof. We are it's it's rocket fuel when it comes in like that. It's not my favorite, um, wow. but then we're able to put it. it kind of lets us put our fingerprint on there. We put you know the Kentucky limestone filtered water in there and soften it up. Yeah, and then we put it in those used boxer grail rye barrels for about six months, and it just tastes like limoncello and Earl Grey tea. I mean, you could drink it neat. I think this is the first gin that I've had where I would be okay with drinking it neat, honestly. And I, I, mean, lo- who does I, that, I really right? do love gin. I am a gin. I, like, I never was. I am now. Yeah. Well, but Lucy was who swayed me no. over to that. But th- this is really good. Yeah. I mean, that's an Dang 89 man. proof. Let's be honest. Cocktail spirit. Yeah. That you can drink room temperature, mm-hmm. right? And even more simply than that, I mean, club soda and an orange slice. My wife figured that one out, and my wife drinks Moscato. You know what I mean? She drinks sweet wine. That's it. She can drink this with like club soda and orange slice. She loves it. We call it a, a Ricky Rabbit, kind of like a <laughs> like a Gin Ricky. Man, it's awesome. And I mean, even the color. I mean, look at you can see it looks, the barrel. It looks like elderflower right? liqueur, right? I mean, it looks very similar to mm-hmm. um, Saint Germain. Yeah, like a Sauvignon Blanc. You know, yeah. I mean, it's got oh, that yeah, kind of color. Sure. Right? You for know what sure. I mean? And it really, I mean, and we call it bespoke gin. I mean, that's the actual name of it because it's bespoke tailored for the whiskey. Yeah, drinker, of course. Right? It's yeah. bringing in those whiskey notes. Um, there's other barrel-aged gins out there. I don't know any others that are using rye barrels. Everybody else uses bourbon barrels. And pretty much all those places, they don't even do it themselves. You know, they, they actually make, they'll, they'll like make, they'll do it backwards from us. They'll make the gin, but then they'll use a third party to finish it out or something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. We don't make the gin. We're not a gin distillery, yeah. right? But we finish it ourselves. Did you guys ever make, you, you never made like gin or vodka before? No. The, Most distilleries wow. start out that way, right? And Kaveh was very much like, I'm not a gin distillery. I'm not a vodka distillery. We have a vodka, too. It's called Liddell Vodka. It's a French weeded vodka. And just like the gin, it comes in at 195 proof, and we're able to add Kentucky water to it. So we really make it our own. Wow. And that's kind of the whole thing with Rabbit Hole. I mean, we're sitting in this room right now. If you've never been to Rabbit Hole, we're we're up in Overlook. It's a cocktail bar on top. And there's this amazing art in here. And this is that idea of, like, Finding something beautiful and then putting it in a beautiful space and even elevating that experience. Well, this gin that that gin distillery is making, they're obviously making incredible gin because they're the oldest one in the world, but we're elevating it even more. The vodka, French wheat of vodka is incredible, right? We're elevating it even more by adding that Kentucky water to it. That's the whole thing with us. We want to just keep taking beautiful things and elevating them, giving it to people, showing off what it can really do in different forms. I had a I had a moment just mm-hmm. now while you, <laughs> while you were talking and I had to I had to share this where I felt what I felt on any given day when I would come to Louisville or Bardstown or whatever have just a full day of podcast activities and then it just finishes with sitting down <laughs> and doing a podcast yeah. and like I'm tired but this is like the last full thing that I've got to give energy to. (laughs) And it's just this like kind of come down moment where I just felt like things were back to normal. Yeah. You know, but also feeling like 
just just a great overwhelming sense of comfort and it, it was nice to feel that again after after the past year and I, I i don't know the the fact that we're sitting looking at the the louisville skyline and you know i i have so many bourbon memories associated with louisville in general and and just being able to kind of cap this day off by coming here to a place that I've always wanted to come to. I just have never really had the chance to to do so. And finally it just was like, you know what? I'm freaking going to be in Louisville <laughs> this day. We're going to do a podcast. I'm going to come to rabbit hole. <laughs> and this has just been a nice, I mean, we still got some time left before we need mm-hmm. to wrap up, but um, this has just been a nice way to kind of de-stress a little bit. I feel like, and, um, my abs hurt. My legs hurt. I'm feeling like I could eat a double quarter pounder meal from McDonald's right now. I'm not going to, but but it just, uh, it, you know, things finally start to feel like we're on the up and up. It's getting there, right? I, I know that people are so tired of talking about COVID, and I don't want to touch on it for too long, but how did it affect you all? Aside from, you know, the fact that you had to be the digital brand ambassador. Yeah. Um, how did, how are you, are you guys, I'm sure you are, but are you guys still seeing specific, uh, uh, fallout from, from the pandemic? Are you still kind of trying to figure out what it's going to look like once you, you get back to maximum capacity and everything? Yeah. So, I mean, it's been, I'm like kind of with you. I mean, it's just something you kind of talk about all the time. You're like, oh man, but I mean, yeah, it really, <laughs> it's almost impossible not to talk it about is, it at this right? point. It yeah. is. Um, you know, it was a tough year. Not just for us, but hospitality in general last year. And, I mean, here in Nulu, we're surrounded by such great restaurants and bars and and, and retail shops and just incredible people that all had nothing to do. Um, And so just seeing our friends like that was really, really difficult for us. As a distillery, we obviously have very close ties to bars and restaurants around us. So that was very tough for us. But also people within the building, um, you know, we – Cave did this incredibly classy thing – and this just kind of shows you the type of people, the family that, that runs Rabbit Hole. He kept on all of the staff and hospitality. So all of the bartenders, all of the tour guides, all of the event staff, everybody in hospitality paid their salaries, their full salaries for, I don't know, it was like five months. Because in the beginning of COVID, everybody was the same way. Oh, it's only going to be a couple more weeks. It'll only be a couple more weeks. We'll be back in a month, something like that. After four or five months, he was like, I just can't continue to do it. So what he said to everybody, he said, listen, we have to say goodbye to pretty much everybody in hospitality right now. But you are the first people on our list to, like, call back and bring up when we're going to open again. And so, you know, you, you just met our brand home manager, mm-hmm. brand new, brand new to us, um, a guy named Kevin, Kevin Didio. And if you know anything about the bourbon industry, you probably know Kevin. Kevin's been around for a while doing it, amazing stuff. It's funny because Kevin's actually been on the podcast yeah. before, and we just re-met each other. Yeah. And, and with masks, sometimes it's hard to tell. Yeah, you know? and yeah. then I was like, I, where do I know this guy from? Yeah. And sure enough, he was on uh, Bourbon and Beyond 2018. Yeah. And like, yeah. all right, well, so, I mean, there we go. He's really kind of spearheading that, that movement to get us back up and open yeah. to the public. Um, in June, but it was, it was tough. It was tough. Now the bourbon industry itself is in terms of sales did well during COVID as any spirits industry has Uh done during COVID, of course, because 
everybody was stuck at home drinking yeah. um, or buying <laughs> bottles, you know, pick up from the retail store. But still to us, that's not a win because sure, we want to be able to sell bottles, but for us, it's experiential. We want people to either have the choice of going out, getting a bottle at their you know local retail store or going to their local bar and ordering rabbit on the rocks right or coming to the distillery on a trip in louisville and enjoying where it's made the sights and the sounds and the people and the bar up here right so that is the full package and that's something we really look forward to being able to do very soon and i i I do hope that we can kind of get people back here for you all soon as well and um, even people who have never been here before, I think this is an important stop on, on the trail, not just for for your all's sake, but just to see that a new distillery, and I, I'm, the only reason I'm saying new distillery is because it's like new in comparison to... Oh my to, God, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? I mean, regardless of us being a heritage distillery, I mean, we're yeah. a heritage tier on the Bourbon Trail. Right. We opened the doors of this distillery. We've only been distilling since 2014, right? Right. That's the first year that we started distilling, and we started selling in 2016. Heck yeah, I mean, compared to <laughs> whatever, Four Roses, you know, it's, I mean, honestly, yeah. you look at Angel's Envy, you can call them a new distillery too, right? I mean, it's sort of, same sort of thing. Um, but... It's not about how long you've been around. It's about what you're doing, right? <laughs> but, yeah, and, and, I mean, oh, wow, that is spectacular. Oh, is this the Derringer? Sorry, I just, yeah, I took a sip of the Derringer. Yeah, this is nice. Whoa. This is nice. Yeah, this is a, a straight-up weeded bourbon that is finished in Pedro Jimenez sherry casks for about six months. And on the nose, it's sherry. And, and people don't talk about this, by the way. I always have to – I always love bringing this up. People talk about finish on the palate. Nobody ever talks about finish on the nose, right? Like when you smell something and then you pull it away, there's still a lingering smell. And on this one, it starts sherry and then the finish of the nose is the bourbon. Yeah. The palate is exactly the opposite. It starts with the bourbon, silky, you know, soft, oaky vanilla from that weed of bourbon. And then you hit this, I call it like a wall of dark chocolate. You hit this ribbon of dark chocolate and that is when the sherry cast takes over just you know, toasted almond and coffee and black tea and stone fruit. It almost, it almost yeah. starts as like Cheerios. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cereal forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that Man. weighted bourbon and this one, I mean, this one's like the oldest <clears throat> base of the bourbon. I mean, this one is like four or five years old Sure, because you can't, Put a two-year-old bourbon in the sherry cask. No. Terrible. Trust me, you can't do <laughs> it. It would just it's rip not it great. to shreds. Um, and there's people out there who do it. It's trust me, you gotta wait on that. One. Um, Come on, guys. But this one really, I mean, you were kind of talking about earlier when you smelled and tasted Cave Hill, it taking you back to that moment of like, bourbon and beyond. This is what Derringer does to me. So uh, last, let me see, it was like last August, I think. We're on a farm. Cave's farm, kind of close to where our warehouses are out there in Henry County. And um, we had just kind of had a little group out. I think maybe it was September group outing together who was left at the distillery, right? Like all the production and yeah. me and, 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 and marketing and sales. And we were starting to welcome back some of the people from our hospitality. I mean, like, okay, we're really thinking about how are we going to open next year? We want your all's input. Like, what are we going to do? Right. And so I'm sitting there and I'm drinking Derringer. And I'm eating Mexican food from Mayan Cafe, who was catering it. If you, Mayan Cafe is, I'm sorry, it's the best restaurant. Like, it's my favorite <laughs> restaurant in Louisville. I love, there's incredible restaurants in Louisville. I love Mayan Cafe. Um, I'm smoking a Cuban cigar. And I'm talking to Cave and Michael about the future of Rabbit Hole and my future within it. And every time I smell this and taste it, 
it takes me back to that moment. That was like truly the watershed moment of my career. What was I going to do next? What were we going to do next together? And every time I smell and taste Derringer, it takes me back to that. That's so cool, man. It really does. That, that, and <clears throat> I look forward to hearing what memories people make yeah. with Rabbit Hole as well. I think yeah. that it's, you, you guys are working your way towards cementing your place yeah. in not, not just the industry, but bourbon community as well. And, you know. I'm I'm just pumped to see <laughs> see what's next for you Me all. Too. <laughs> so uh, we're we're gonna go ahead and start kind of wrapping things up. Mm-hmm. I know you you need to get going, and I should probably get home sometime <laughs> soon. Maybe I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I, I want to go home and see my baby. <laughs> but Adam, first and foremost, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you for having me here as well, and your warm hospitality. Um, having been in the the hospitality industry myself, um, I, I know how important it is to be kind and gracious and, and welcoming and you've done that above and beyond so thank you so much uh, for all of that where can people find you on social media mm-hmm. and uh, how can they find more information about rabbit hole so you can you can find me all over social media on rabbit hole <laughs> social media i mean i'm all over the place so you know if you just check i mean Can't on instagram confirm. it's at rabbit hole um on you know facebook rabbit hole distillery um our website rabbitholedistillery.com um, I'm, I'm usually tagged on all those. Um, it's, it's hard to miss me cause my, my, my Instagram handle is bourbon tuba cause I'm a tuba player and a bourbon drinker. So it's hard to miss me. I'm holding a tuba drinking bourbon in front of a still. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to miss that profile picture. So you can find me there. Um, but honestly, you know, head rabbit hole. We have such amazing stories yeah. on there on our Instagram. The stories are amazing. Um, you know, and, and definitely follow Cave. My God, his, I think it's like KZ Rabbit Hole. I think so, says, yeah. Oh my gosh, his stories are the coolest, are the absolute coolest what he does. Um, so absolutely follow him. Um, also, please don't, please don't hit me for doing this little No, 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 I, I want, do that all I the time. I to try it. I do that all the time. I'm not going to lie, like this one here, just a little of the sherry on it. Really? It's amazing. I went just all three of the bourbons It's amazing. Together. Wait, There's nothing I? wrong with that. You're Wait. being a blender. You're master blending. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> You're master blending. But yeah, Don't I mean, and, and I will say this, you know, I always tell this to people. If you have any questions about Rabbit Hole, reach out to me directly. I have the easiest email ever. Are you ready? You don't even need a pencil. It's Adam at rabbitholedistillery.com. It's so easy. You Anybody can reach out to me with any questions at all about Rabbit Hole. It's what I do for a living is talk about bourbon. So please, don't be shy. Absolutely. Don't be shy. Again, thank you, Adam. Thank you, Rabbit Hole. And uh, we'll see you guys real soon. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. So we want to go ahead and wrap up this week's episode by once again saying thank you to Rabbit Hole and Adam for allowing us to come and spend some time with you guys. Uh, but we'll do some tips and bits, then we'll get out of here. Uh, but one of the places that I got to go and visit with Chad and Sarah while we were in Louisville last week was the newest location for the Justin's House of Bourbon brand. And I I was truly blown away if you guys are in Louisville and go uh, and, and want to go find a pretty unique bourbon experience. Uh, their, their Louisville location is pristine. It's got that same vibe, that same energy that the Lexington one does. Uh, and it's run by the same folks, of course. So it, it's kind of a small plug because they're friends of the show, but uh, Justin's House of Bourbon. Go check out their, uh, their Louisville location. Uh, we got to try some uh, old Stitzel Weller 
Oh my goodness. Stitzel Weller, Old Fitzgerald, Bottled and Bond from 1970. It was incredible. It was such a fun experience. Uh, but I think that does it for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Next week, we're going to have uh, the return of Swan, I do believe, as well as a guest on the on the show. And that's My Daily Bourbon on Instagram. Cannot wait for that. If you have not yet, please go follow the show at My Bourbon Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on your uh, uh, podcast catcher app. That's what it is. Podcatcher app? Something like that. <laughs> you can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com. You can send questions or comments to thisismybourbonshop at gmail.com. I go live every Thursday evening on YouTube, youtube.com slash thisismybourbonpodcast, 8 p.m. Eastern. And it's always a really fun time. We just crossed 800 subscribers over on YouTube. And uh, I'm hoping to get to 1,000 before the uh, before the end of the summer. Uh, hopefully in the next few weeks we can kind of approach that. I'm really excited about it. You can send a voicemail to 859-428-8253, which is uh, where we listen to voicemails for our infrequent barrel ring segment uh which happens from from time to time it's always fun to listen to people uh who want to get some uh, some questions or comments in uh for for the show for us to react to uh and once again that's 859-428-8253 and i think last but not least bourbon shop nope not that patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month you can support the show and for five dollars a month you get some bonus content which includes the pregame chats which comes out the day before every episode and like i said last week we are going to start up the last call here again very soon that does it for this week's episode cannot wait for next week's episode where swan gets to come back we're gonna have chad uh, or my daily bourbon as you might know him on instagram on as well we'll see you next week but until then i'm perry and this is my bourbon podcast mm-hmm.